What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TM Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck, and today I'm going to talk about a movie that is considered a classic in my eyes, and a sequel for it just came out today, or just came out this past weekend. I'm talking about Bad Boys, but specifically about Bad Boys 2. Um, There's some really interesting things that are happening in that movie that kind of get played for laughs, but I think it opens up a bigger discussion. One that we're, as long ago as that movie came out, this is a discussion that we're just now having kind of in 2019, 2020. Uh, But we'll get into that when we get into the episode. If you like the episode, if you like the show, hit me up on Twitter at OddcastTMP or on the Facebook group. That's TM Podcast on Facebook. Check it out. I hope you guys like this episode, and I'll be back in a bit. So this past weekend, Bad Boys for Life, the third in the Bad Boys trilogy, came out. And I wasn't able to go watch it because we had our kids all weekend. Um, And it's Martin Luther King holiday, so they were here Monday as well. And then I had to work and all this other stuff. I'm probably going to try to watch it in the next few days. Either way. (laughs) Um, that movie came out I wasn't able to go see it but Bad Boys 2 is out on Netflix so while I'm waiting to watch Bad Boys 3 I figured you know we're going to just chill at the house and watch uh, Bad Boys 2 and it's a really good movie it came out in 2003 and the original Bad Boys the first movie Came out and it was, you know, about Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, their characters in the movie. Uh, Marcus and <laughs> Marcus Burnett and Mike Lowry. Um, you know, they're like the, the top cops in the city and they solve like this. They do like this huge drug bust uh, in the first movie. So the second movie, they, you know, are kind of riding on that reputation as being the bad boys. You know, they're the super team and they kind of lead up all these, uh, they lead up the TNT, which is the tactical narcotics team. Um, but you know, this puts them in like high stakes, like big time drug dealer, undercover operations and everything like that. But one of the things that I noticed while rewatching bad boys Two is that, uh, this is kind of a early, a pretty early example in a, especially in a comedy series, uh, dealing with mental health. Uh, Marcus or <laughs> Martin's character, Marcus, uh, has been going to a therapist, you know, probably as you know, the result of the events of the first movie and going through that high stress situation that he was in. Um, and he's trying to learn how to be more calm as a person because he thinks he's too high strung but (laughs) bad boys too like he's just constantly in situations that kind of test his his mental health and it's played up for laughs in the movie famously you know the catchphrase of woosah woosah you know when people are stressed out they start rubbing their ears and say woosah which is you know it's funny that people do it but i mean i've done it it's kind of calming sometimes or it's just like a way to let other people know that they're stressing you out (laughs) however you want to look at it but it's interesting to me that in 2003 in this Michael Bay produced Will Smith and Martin Lawrence starring movie 
that mental health, specifically for two demographics, was being addressed kind of heavily. And I mean, they bring it back throughout the whole movie. Like, that's his whole character arc through this movie is that he's dealing with these high stress situations and using mental health techniques to kind of cope with all the craziness that's happening around him. So in the movie, uh, it kind of, it opens up with them being undercover (laughs) at a Klan rally, trying to intercept ecstasy that's being dropped off by an international drug dealer. And typical Michael Bay fashion, everything goes crazy in the first five minutes. And then pretty much it's like two hours of action. Talk about the action, action, talk about the action, more stuff getting blown up, crazy stunts throughout the whole movie. And it's kind of interesting to have like this, this action oriented movie and a character that's trying to process all the, the different things that are happening in the movie and deal with his mental health at the same time. And I think what makes Bad Boys 2 sort of unique in this is that like you've seen movies where cops kind of deal with being police officers and having to deal with mental health. I think the departed did it really well with Leonardo DiCaprio's character. Um, but that came after this in bad boys Two. Not only is he a cop, he is a black man. And although the movie doesn't, I mean, it, <laughs> it opens in a clam rally, but the movie doesn't like hammer home. Like, Oh, I'm black. This I'm black. That like, it's not, a blackity black black movie (laughs) but you know you do you have a character here who is kind of subverting two different stereotypes but both of those stereotypes kind of carry the same trait of being uh invincible i guess or like unemotional like you don't really see cops as people you see them as depending on how you look at it you see them as protectors or part of a force part of you know as a group you don't you don't see them as individual people and even in bad boys 2 in the first movie will smith and martin lawrence characters uh, mike and marcus they were kind of uh they were similar in the in the way that like they played off each other like straight man wild card but by the same token they were both like Hey, we're both capable cops. We're going to take care of, you know, this, this mission that we're on. In the second movie, Will Smith's character, Mike, is still kind of staying on that path. Like, hey, I'm the baddest cop around, you know. And in the movie, in the first movie, you know, it's established that he's, he comes from money. Like, he doesn't need to do this job. He chooses to do it because he's gifted at it. And they don't really say how much money, like, Marcus has. But it's clear, like, he kind of holds that against, uh, he holds it against Mike in the first movie. That's that's what's established in the first movie. But it kind of shows, like, hey, here's a richer character. Here's a, a character with money that's doing this because he wants to versus a guy that kind of feels like he's doing it because he has to. In the second movie, Mike is staying in that super cop role while Marcus is focusing on his personal development. And one of the interesting things I think that happens in the second movie is (laughs) Marcus, he like, 
one of the first things that happens is Mike shoots Marcus, <laughs> shoots Marcus in the butt in accident during the raid in the opening scene. And when Marcus kind of gets on his case about it, Mike's like, you know, that's that therapy talking. That's, you know, that's that mental health stuff. Um, and that's when it shows the flashback of Marcus not really taken to the therapy. And I think, again, what's interesting about this, him being a black man and a cop, <laughs> uh, these are like two groups that famously, you know, the stereotype is they don't deal with mental health. They are like, you know, uh, you know, they got a t it's a tough guy image and you don't actually sit down and take the time to kind of process things that are happening to you so you can understand, like, how to control and manage your stress. Um, but this movie shows that. And what's interesting about that is that it's 2003. This is at the height of, you know, people being gangsters and uh, like tough guys, like tough guys in fashion at this time. Uh, and you can see it all over the soundtrack, <laughs> which, by the way, um, Bad Boys 2 soundtrack is pretty dope. Uh, kind of tie this into music a little bit. I think Bad Boy is kind of like a hip-hop movie, uh, kind of. Either way, back to the story. Marcus uh, continues to process like his mental health throughout the whole, the whole movie. And what's crazy is Mike, who represents more of a privileged character, kind of comes down on him for it in the beginning. He, you know, he's like making fun of him a little bit because he's still trying to be this tough posturing uh police officer and at a point in the movie you know mike's masculinity not his masculinity but his image of himself is tested because somebody he cares about gets in trouble and then on top of that his partner's leaving so he's kind of dealing with for the what looks like one of the first times it looks like he's one of the people that he cares about is in trouble and his partner may be abandoning abandoning him at the same time. So he's kind of got to got to deal with this and he doesn't really process it the right way in the beginning. He kind of like still takes that super macho attitude. Um, and then <laughs> for this movie, like they take a it takes like a coming together of sorts of them like actually sitting down and talking out their problems, like doing conflict resolution in an action movie, which is something you don't really see too much. Um, so they have to come together to accomplish this mission. Now, again, this movie came out in 2003. And I feel like only recently has the conversation about mental health extended itself uh to especially to black men men in general black men in particular because the macho image is what's been expected from people so it's kind of like you you treat me like this hyper masculine you know robot <laughs> and that's what i have to act like otherwise you're going to start to question me personally and i think uh, recently, it's only been recently that people have been able to kind of look inward and say, you know, why am I acting like this? If I don't feel like this, why am I acting like this? 
And that comes, you know, it comes at the expense of some pride, you know. Um, <laughs> you have to kind of let go of, like, your ego or kind of say, like, hey, maybe I'm not the toughest guy in the room or maybe I need help. But the truth is, it takes strength to deal with yourself. Because at the end of the day, everybody else, you can push them to the side. But you are still going to be around you <laughs> no matter what. And... I'm really interested to see if that comes back up in Bad Boys 3. Uh, made, what, 15, 16 years later. Is it, the conversation might be different. It's probably going to be about them getting older. I'm going to check it out. I probably won't do a show about it unless it's you know that interesting. But I'm going to check it out. But in media now, especially in shows like Insecure and even a Black Lady sketch show, which I really enjoy. Hope you guys check that out. It's on HBO. I really want to see more seasons of it. So y'all y'all watch that. <laughs> but it kind of talks about how people, especially black men, deal with their emotions and kind of verbalizing the, the state of their mental health. And I think Insecure does a really honest job about it because... You have, just as you have, like, the women that are the central characters of the show, they end up dealing with a lot of different dudes. And the dudes aren't very stereotypical. They kind of, like, subvert your stereotype for the most part. I can't really think of any stereotypical characters that are on that show. Um, But you have a lot of guys that are not only sensitive but verbal. And they kind of say, you know, this bothers me or I'm upset about this. Or they process, even if it doesn't get all therapeutic, you know, do some yoga in the yard (laughs) type business. It's still them kind of processing, you know, their feelings and sharing that with people. And the reactions are, they're varying somewhat. I think some of the characters on some of these shows kind of react to them like, oh, you're not supposed to be having these feelings. You're not allowed to have these feelings. But... At the end of the day, you know, <laughs> you got to love yourself. You got to take care of yourself. And uh, self-help as a trope in pop culture is kind of just now coming around to that. So I think Bad Boys 2 addressed it in a pretty honest way. Like, obviously it was funny, but in an honest way, kind of like showing a person who you would assume to be you know, you got Mike on the, on one side and he is, you know, this stereotype really in the beginning of the movie, at least of a tough guy, a guy that, you know, takes himself super serious when it comes to like how tough of a person he is. And he's not, he doesn't exhibit any vulnerabilities. And he kind of like, <laughs> if he feels like his masculinity or his ego is attacked, he lashes out. Because somebody's seeking help in a healthy way. Uh, And a lot of times you'll see that prior to this new conversation that we're having, 2019, 2018, 2019, 2020, in pop culture of people dealing with mental health in a, I guess, a healthy or an honest way. It's kind of hard to say, you know, different people react to things a different way, but You know, it just wasn't cool to show that you were a vulnerable person with feelings and emotions until recently. 
Um, I think Wale's kind of been doing that for a while. He's wore his heart on his sleeve. Um, obviously Drake, but I think Drake is inauthentic about it. <laughs> like I think he plays the the hurt guy, so people he tries to get people on his side, like sympathetically. So he plays like he's hurt, and I don't really know if he is or not. Because he'll come back and do something like super disrespectful right after that. And people will be like, oh, well, you know, they shouldn't have done that to him. He wouldn't have done it to them. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really see him as an honest. I don't see his honesty in Drake's persona. But he does address, you know, how he feels, even if it's like to manipulate people. That's a whole nother episode. I could talk about that all day. Either way, um, one of the things I was most happy to see last year uh, was YBN Corday, his album, Address Mental Health uh, as a young black man coming up in the hood, processing the different things that he was seeing around him, processing his whole environment. And it was in an honest way. He still kind of portrayed his, you know, rap persona, um, but didn't feel forced. It didn't feel fake. Um, and he's just kind of saying, you know, more of using, more of not using it as an excuse of being a product of his environment, but kind of like saying, Hey, I mean, the album's called the lost boy. That's what it's talking about. You know, he feels lost at times and he addresses it in his album. And I, I, that album's really good. <laughs> it was nominated for a Grammy. Um, not that that means anything, especially not to me. But I would recommend checking checking that album out. I think it's really honest, and you see a lot of a lot of the youth kind of talking about this stuff. Of course, you got people going the whole other opposite, super gangster robot direction. But we all know that you know that's just to sell records because when something happened, they act all hurt afterwards. But again, I think you know the the conversation for in pop culture. Not, you know, academically or not like in like art films and things like that. I think the conversation kind of started or got a good jump from the movie Bad Boys 2. And you hear that reference a lot. Woosah, woosah. Um, I think, you know, that that was is really interesting. And when you watch the movie, obviously the first time you watch it, you probably watch it for the car crash. Second time you watch it for the comedy. You know, but as you watch it more and more, you kind of dig more into the subtext and things that other things that are happening in the movie. Um, but, tell you know, tell me what you think. <laughs> tell me what you think about the conversation of mental health, uh, especially with young people, young black people or people with stressful jobs. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at Oddcast TMP. Join the Facebook group, TM Podcast on Facebook. Uh, I'll be posting a few more things. Uh, <laughs> um, and, you know, if you if you have questions on mental health, just remember that, the, you know, there's resources out there, um, not only for yourself, but recognizing people around you who may be dealing with that, uh, specifically like depression or uh, potentially suicide. Just understand that these are real things that people have to deal with and letting them be able to express that through conversation can kind of open a pathway to healing for them. 
So just keep that in mind, you know, and be honest about your feelings if you can, if, if you're that kind of person. Hopefully you got somebody you can open up to. Other than that, you know, enjoy Bad Boys 3 if you go see it. Uh, Bad Boys for Life. Uh, I'm going to check it out. And uh, matter of fact, I might go do that now. So I'm out.